Section 6 of Fancies vs. Fads by G. K. Chesterton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Fancies vs. Fads by G. K. Chesterton. Section 6 On Being an Old Bean. I was looking at some press cuttings that had pursued me down to a remote cottage beside a river of Norfolk, and as it happened, those that caught my eye were mostly not from the vulgar monopolist press, but from all sorts of quieter and even more studious publications. But what struck me as curious about the collection as a whole was the selection, among half a hundred things that were hardly worth saying, of the things that were considered worth repeating. There seemed to be a most disproportionate importance attached to a trivial phrase I had used about the alleged indecorum of a gentleman calling his father an old bean. I had been asked to join in a discussion in the morning post, touching the alleged disrespect of youth towards age, and I had done so, chiefly because I have a respect for the morning post, for its courage about political corruption and cosmopolitan conspiracies in spite of deep disagreement on other very vital things and i said what i should have thought was so true as to be trite i said that it makes life narrower and not broader to lose the special note of piety or respect for the past still living and that to call an old man an old bean is merely to lose all intelligent sense of the significance of an old man. Since then, to my great entertainment, I seem to have figured in various papers as a sort of ferocious heavy father, come out on my own account to curse the numerous young sprigs who have called me an old bean. But this is an error. I should be the last to deny that I am heavy, but I am not fatherly, nor am I ferocious, at any rate, I am not ferocious about this. Individually, I regard the question with a detachment verging on indifference. I cannot imagine anybody except an aged and very lean vegetarian positively dancing with joy at being called an old bean, and I am not a very lean vegetarian. But still less can I imagine anyone regarding the accusation with horror or resentment the sins and crimes blackening the career of a bean must be comparatively few its character must be simple and free from complexity and its manner of life innocent a philosophic rationalist wrote to me the other day to say that my grubbing in the grossest superstitions of the past reminded him of an old sow pig rooting in the refuse of the kitchen heap and expressed a hope that I should be dragged from this occupation and made to resume the cap and bells of yore. That is something like a vigorous and vivid comparison, though my feminist friends may be distressed at my being compared to a sow as well as a pig, and though I am not quite clear myself about how the animal would get on when he had resumed the cap and bells of yore. But it would certainly be a pity when it was possible to find this image in the kitchen heap, to be content with one from the kitchen garden. It would indeed be a lost opportunity to work yourself up to the furious pitch of calling your enemy a beast, and then only call him a bean. 
from the extracts i saw it would seem that certain ladies were especially lively in their protest against my antiquated prejudices and rioted in quite a bean-fest of old beans the form the argument generally takes is to ask why parents and children should not be friends or as they often put it i deeply regret to say pals neither term seems to me to convey a sufficiently distinctive meaning and i take it that the best term for what they really mean is that they should be comrades now comradeship is a very real and splendid thing but this is simply the cant of comradeship a boy does not take his mother with him when he goes bird-nesting and his affection for his mother is of another kind unconnected with the idea of her climbing a tree three men do not generally take an aged and beloved aunt with them as part of their luggage on a walking tour and if they did it would not be so much disrespectful to age as unjust to youth for this confusion between two valuable but varied things like most of such modern confusions is quite as liable to obscurantist as to mutinous abuse and is as easy to turn into tyranny as into license if a boy's aunts are his comrades why should he need any comrades except his aunts if his father and mother are perfect and consummate pals why should he fool away his time with more ignorant immature and insufficient pals as in a good many other modern things the end of the old parental dignity would be the beginning of a new parental tyranny i would rather the boy loved his father as his father than feared him as a frankenstein giant of a superior and supercilious friend armed in that unequal friendship with all the weapons of psychology and psychoanalysis if he loves him as a father he loves him as an older man and if we are to abolish all differences of tone towards those older than ourselves we must presumably do the same to those younger than ourselves all healthy people for instance feel an instinctive and almost impersonal affection for a baby is a baby a comrade is he to climb the tree and go on the walking tour or are we on his account to abolish all trees and tours are the grandfather aged ninety the son aged thirty and the grandson aged three all to set out together on their travels with the same knapsacks and knickerbockers i have read somewhere that in one of the ten or twelve or two hundred types of filial piety reverenced by the chinese one was an elderly sage and statesman who dressed up as a child of four and danced before his yet more elderly parents to delight them with the romantic illusion that they were still quite young this in itself could not but attract remark but this in itself i am prepared to defend it was an exceptional and even extraordinary festivity like the reversals of the saturnalia and i wish we could have seen some vigorous old gentleman like lord halsbury or the archbishop of canterbury performing a similar act of piety but in the utopia of comradeship now commended to us old and young are expected normally to think alike feel alike and talk alike and may therefore normally and permanently be supposed to dress alike 
whether the parents dress as children or the children as parents it is clear that they must all dress as pals whatever be the ceremonial dress of that rank i imagine it as something in tweeds with rather a loud check as i considered these things i looked across the kitchen garden of the cottage and the association of peas and beans brought the fancy back to the foolish figure of speech with which the discussion began there is a proverb which is like most of our popular sayings a country proverb about things that are as like as two peas there is something significant in the fact that this is as near as the rural imagination could get to a mere mechanical monotony for as a matter of fact it is highly improbable that any two peas are exactly alike a survey of the whole world of peas with all their forms and uses would probably reveal every sort of significance between the sweet peas of sentiment and the dried peas of asceticism modern machinery has gone far beyond such rude rural attempts at dullness things are not as like as two peas in the sense that they are as like as two pins but the flippant phrase under discussion does really imply that they are as like as two beans it is really part of the low and levelling philosophy that assimilates all things too much to each other it does not mean that we see any fanciful significance in the use of the term as in a country proverb it is not that we see an old gentleman with fine curling white hair and say to him poetically permit me venerable cauliflower to inquire after your health it is not that we address an old farmer with a deep and rich complexion saying i trust most admirable of beetroots that you are as well as you look when we say how are you old bean the error is not so much that we say something rude but that we may say nothing because we mean nothing as i happened to meet at that moment a girl belonging to the family of the cottage i showed her the cutting and asked her opinion upon the great progressive problem of calling your father an old bean at which she laughed derisively and merely said as if anybody would End of section 6. Recording by Linda Johnson.